Do we have jigsaw puzzle workers in here? Jigsaw puzzle putter togethers? All right. Have you ever been working on a jigsaw puzzle? The card table is set up. Puzzle pieces are in a pile on the table. The outside border is complete. A few sections within are coming together. The box cover, which shows what the completed puzzle will look like, sits up on the table, and you pick up one puzzle piece, and it confuses you. The colors are wrong. You don't see them anywhere in the picture on the box. And the shape of it is off. It's shaped differently than so many of the other pieces. It appears as if it doesn't belong to this puzzle. Maybe they stuck a piece from another puzzle in the box or some mix-up of some kind. But lo and behold, as the puzzle comes together, you find the piece's spot. The place in the puzzle in which the piece fits perfectly along with all the other pieces of the puzzle. The Apostle Paul uses an analogy to describe the beloved of God as a body in which all the parts of the body fit together and create harmony and community. If I use the word Ubuntu, would you know what I mean, anybody? Ubuntu. All right. I see a hand or two. Ubuntu. U-B-U-N-T-U. The U's, all three of them, make the double O sound like ooh. Ubuntu. Say it with me. Ubuntu. Let's do it one more time. Ubuntu. It's a South African word. Well, actually, it's a word and a concept. Well, perhaps even more than a concept, Ubuntu is a philosophy. The word became known to me uh, during the time of the Re- Truth and Reconciliation Commission, uh, after the end of our apartheid. The word itself simply means community, but not in the trite way that we often use the word community. Ubuntu is community at its best. It is common, it is community that fosters wholeness. By definition, you see this in your bulletin, Ubuntu means a quality that embraces essential human virtues like compassion and kindness. By description, Ubuntu is one-anotherness, interconnectedness, joined in the common goodness, and a profound commitment to the well-being of all. I love the children's book, Horton Hears a Who. It is a story about an elephant named Horton. Horton is a kind and benevolent elephant, and he discovers a world of teeny tiny people, the Who's, on a dandelion-like wildflower. 
And Horton becomes the self-proclaimed protector of the Who's. But the Who's find themselves in quite a pickle as some ornery jungle animals are about to drop the flower with them on it in some boiling bezel nut oil. Because Horton seems so concerned about the flower and because they don't believe Horton's claim about the teeny tiny people and because they're ornery. Horton knows that the only way to save the flower and the who's is to get them to be loud enough so that the jungle animals can hear them. And to get be loud enough so that the jungle animals can hear them, it is important that every who be loud. So Horton encourages the entirety of Whoville to work together to make the necessary noise. And they all shout. And they sing. And they drum on drums. And they blow horns. And they make every noise they can possibly make, but they are not heard. It's not enough. The mayor of Whoville is frenetic in the search for more noise from the book. Through the town rushed the mayor from the east to the west, but everyone seemed to be doing their best. Everyone seemed to be yapping and yipping. Everyone seemed to be beeping and bipping. But it wasn't enough. All this ruckus and roar. He had to find someone to help them make more. He raced through each building. He searched floor to floor. And just as he felt he was getting nowhere and almost about to give up in despair, he suddenly burst through a door and the mayor discovered one shirker, quite hidden away in the Fairfax Apartments, apartment 12J. A very small, very small shirker named Jojo was standing, just standing, bouncing a yo-yo, not making a sound, not a yip, not a chirp. And the mayor rushed in and grabbed the young twerp. As he climbed to the, with the lad to the Eiffelberg Tower, this, cried the mayor, is your town's darkest hour. And the time for all who's who have blood that is red to come to the aid of their country, he said. We've got to make noises in greater amounts, so open your mouth, lad, for every voice counts. He spoke as he climbed. When he got to the top, the boy cleared his throat and he shouted out, Yop! And that yop, that one extra yop put it over. Finally, at last, from the speck in the clover, their voices were heard. They rang out clear and clean. And the elephant smiled. Do you see what I mean? They prove they are people, no matter how small, and their whole world was saved by the smallest of all. The Who's, all in, working together, striving together, being community, being whole, and being in it for each other, save the day. You could say they were practicing Ubuntu. Uputu as a concept correlates nicely with a phrase that Dr. King used so prophetically, the beloved community. The beloved community is society based on justice, equal opportunity, 
and the love of one's fellow human being. The beloved community describes a society in which all are embraced and none are discriminated against. In Abutu, in the beloved community, there is no us versus them. There is no room for misogyny or racism or homophobia or religious hatred or exceptionalism based on my brand or my tribe or my people. The First Baptist Church of Washington, D.C. puts a piece in their bulletin every week, and it reads thusly, the First Baptist Church of the city of Washington, D.C., welcomes people of every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national order, origin, economic station, and political ideology to full participation in the life of our community. Ubuntu embraces community, togetherness, and the village it takes to make that happen. Ubuntu is a quality that understands that we owe each other acceptance, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Desmond Tutu's description of Ubuntu is profound. A person with Ubuntu is open and available to others, affirming of others, does not feel threatened that others are able and good, for he or she has a proper self-assurance that comes from knowing that he or she belongs to a greater whole and is diminished when others are humiliated or diminished. Unfortunately, built into all of us is a weakness that tempts us to become captive to selfishness, to fear, and to the desire to put ourselves above others by putting others down. And unfortunately, being a follower of Jesus does not preclude us from that. We see it across the spectrum of Christian history as the church and its leaders at their worst have engaged in anti-Semitism, warmongering, violence against religious groups, the enslavement of people, and a million crimes against God and humanity. Even the earliest followers of Jesus, even his best friends and associates, struggle with the grand and glorious concepts of Ubuntu. Today's scripture lesson from the message translation. John spoke up. Teacher, we saw a man using your name to expel demons and we stopped him because he wasn't in our group. Jesus wasn't pleased. Don't stop him. No one can use my name to do something good and powerful and in the next breath cut me down. Why, anybody by just giving a cup of water in my name is on our side. Count on it that God will notice. As Jesus' ministry continues to spread, people who aren't his people start doing ministry and healings and exorcisms in his name. 
And some of his followers are upset by this. Who do they think they are? Using Jesus' name to do good. That is reserved for us and our group. There is immediately a backlash against these do-gooders because they aren't our do-gooders. The disciples tell them to stop. Their answer to the question, are they in or out, is that they are out because they aren't a part of our group. The disciples fall into the us-against-them trap, and Jesus just isn't having it. Jesus says, in essence, no, no, no. Don't write them off because they aren't like us. Don't dismiss them because they pray differently than us. Don't reject them because they wear different religious garb than we do. Celebrate that what they do makes a difference in people's lives. Embrace their goodness. Accept. Don't reject. A cup of cold water is simple and easy, but rejoice in the one who gives a simple cup of water because they give that water to me. What an amazing lesson in Ubuntu. Go and do likewise. Amen.